Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Tonight, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome, G and Divas, to the very first and quite possibly the very last Help I Sexed My Boss Nativity Come Panto Come Christmas thing. The journey to Jordan North's pole. Scene one The Cold Bleak North, aka Burnley. Our story starts on Christmas Eve. The first hints of snow are just starting to appear on the roads. The milk people are making their final visits to their favourite housewives, delivering their regular pints of oat and cashew milk, and everyone's busy rushing home with their last-minute purchases of presents and enough booze to flood the river colder. But, tucked away in one small house, a young boy is busy minding his own business, about to settle down for the night in his favourite dressing gown, when there's a knock at the door. Enter Camp Young Jordan and Vicky from next door. Oh, I nearly spilt my perfectly brewed black coffee all over my best dressing gown. I wonder who could be calling at this hour. Ah, Jordan, I'm in a right pickle. Is your mum at home? Wendy, can I borrow your potato peeler? Oh, sorry, Vicky, love. She's not at home. Graham's pissed down the pub and can't find his trousers, so he's had to go and pick him up. Sorry, I forgot the northern bit. Uh, what do you need the potato peeler for? Oh, John, it's a catastrophe. A catastrophe, I tell you. I'm doing all my prep for Christmas dinner and my potato peeler is broken. And if I don't find one by tomorrow afternoon, my whole dinner's going to be ruined. Our Barry's coming home from the oil rigs tonight and... <laughs> I can't be serving anything but perfectly peeled potatoes. Oh, let me go and see if I can find it. I can't do this. Let me see if I can go and find it. Camp Young Jordan goes searching for the potato peeler, but can't make heads or tails of Wendy's system for arranging and sorting her kitchenware, and sadly has to send Vicky home forlorn and empty-handed. Exhausted, tie... (laughs) 
Jordan's just got into the costume for the next one. Exhausted, tired, and with the leftovers of last night's picky tea sitting uncomfortably in his tummy, Jordan heads up to bed for a good night's sleep. Scene two. Camp Young Jordan's room. As Camp Young Jordan drifts deeply into sleep, a mysterious and manly presence materialises in his bedroom. <laughs> Jordan! Ooh, all my impressions of Camp, a Camp Young ghost. Jordan. <laughs> the ghost sounds like Vicky. That's not the first time you've heard hmm. <laughs> Jordan! Hmm! Jordan! Jordan! Oh my, what's happening? Something strange has just come across me. Say not, my child. It's only me, the gay ghost of Christmas past. Gay ghost? Christmas? What's going on? Quiet, my child. I have little time and so much to tell you. Hmm, you're in grave danger. You must find a new potato peeler for Vicky next door. Hmm. If you don't, no one will hear the end of a misery. And for years to come, people will be banging on about this wretched kitchen gadget, calling into podcasts and radio shows. That, plus a Christmas dinner, hmm, will be ruined for all eternity. We're on, pa- we're on page three. Um, but I'm just a camp young boy from the north. What can I do? Mm, hush, my child, and listen. Legend speaks of a magical potato peeler. Hmm. Located somewhere in the North Pole. Oh, I wish it was my pole. You must travel there immediately and collect it before tea time tomorrow. Hmm. And save Christmas for everyone. Oh, but the gloriously gay ghost of Christmas past. I've never left Burnley before, yet alone been up to North Pole. I'm scared. Steady, my child. Hmm. You shall not be alone. You will meet many friends along the way and I will provide you with a companion. And help guide you on your journey. Oh, a companion. But who could assist me with such a task? Enter Diego. Oh, hello, babe. Did you miss me? I'm back. Don't worry, babe. Why's everyone in this play camp? <laughs> Just stick with me and I'll look after you. As long as you rub my tummy and slip me a sausage or two. And I'll be good as gold. That's a Christmas promise. Just don't tell my daddy, okay? He thinks I'm all tucked up in bed. But I'd just love to get out and about on Christmas Eve. Oh, what my lark, eh? The gay ghost of Christmas past sends them on their way with instructions to head to London in search of their first clue as to the whereabouts of the magical potato peeler. Scene 3. London Town. Camp Young Jordan and Diego arrive late in the night to a fog-filled, rainy London. Our unlikely duo start to give up hope when all of a sudden three hooded figures appear before them. Champagne! Champagne all around! Darling! Stop right there, you look awful. Let me get you a drink. Champagne! Champagne all around! Oh, Sarah Hansen, what are you doing here? Don't be stupid, darling. I'm here to help you. I'm one of the three wise women, you'll see. Oh, three wise women. There are more. Are you not enough on your own? No, no, no. Cat, then who's this last wise woman? Don't you recognise your own mother, cheeky boy? You're lucky I don't bend you over me knee and give you a smack to us right here on the street. Mum, 
I thought you were out picking up Dad from the pub. I was, sweetheart, but then I bumped into Sarah and Kat and they were absolutely gagging for a drink. You know what they like, pair of binge drinkers, the both of them. Anyway, after several bottles of champagne and a few shots, we thought we'd party the night away in London. None of this makes any sense, but I don't have time to argue. Mum, I need your potato peeler. Oh, that rusty old thing it broke last year when our dom took it round to our Val's for a Sunday... Who's Val? For our Sunday roast. <laughs> And your brother used to try peeling rocks in back garden. Little shits, I tell you, the pair of them. Need a good hiding. Quiet! Both of you, you're killing my vibe. You're speaking so common. We wise women have very important places to be, darling. But first, we have three gifts to give you. The three wise women hand over a battered old shoebox containing a dressing gown belt, a cloner willy and a bottle of a mysterious substance labelled Eau de Minge. Their final instructions are to head north in search of the answers they need. Scene 4. Sheffield. As our determined duo head over rolling hills and down winding roads, their first stop is in the town of Sheffield, poor souls, where they are accosted by a lively man. Whippity-woo! Hello, boys! What are you doing here, whippity-woo? Oh, James Hanson, what are you doing in Sheffield? Are you here to help the poor people? Sorry, there's another sentence. Are you here to help the poor people improve their radio broadcasting? You know me, whippity-woo! I'm always up for a good time, whippity. London's great, but booze is so much cheaper up here. And you know how much I love a good night out, whippity woo! Come on, let's go and get tiddly piddly drunk together. I'm so sorry, James. We've got a very important task ahead of us. We're trying to save Christmas. Sensing James Hansen was unlikely to take no for an answer, Diego heads into the shoebox and pulls out the luxury dressing gown belt and looks at Camp Young Jordan with a knowing look in his eye. Camp Young Jordan pulls a wry smile as he takes the dressing gown belt up and ties James Hansen to a nearby lamppost. The boys make a run for it, heading north with the faint cries of whippity-woo fading behind them long into the night. Scene 5. Wakefield. I wonder who's going to come now. Our companions continue their journey through howling winds and ice-cold rain, stopping only occasionally at service stations to fill up on mugs of weak tea and dry sausage rolls. They eventually come to an impossible river on the outskirts of Wakefield. With no obvious way to cross, our young heroes start to fear the worst. When, out of the corner of their eye, a strapping young man, glowing in high-vis, emerges from the thicketed woods and strides powerfully towards them. How do, lads? What are you doing out here? Long way from home, aren't you? I was just off on my way back home to see my little flower pot after our day's graft on site. No rest but wicked, is there? Someone's got to keep my little flower pot fed and watered back home. Happy wifey, happy wifey, like, you know, all that. Anyway, what are you lads doing down here? There's no crossing this river for miles in either direction. Oh, Mikey, thank God we've found you. We're heading north and have no time to waste. We're looking for a magical potato peeler, you see. It's the only hope we have of saving Christmas. I had tonsillitis a few years ago and had the weirdest fucking fever dream. And this is weird. <laughs> Where am I now? Uh, you're in my husband again. Oh, sounds like you boys are in a right little pickle, aren't you? The missus at home isn't going to be happy if I'm late. She's got a mean temper, that one. Did you ever hear about the settee not being delivered last Christmas? <laughs> Christ, we had tears and tantrums. But I can't leave you two boys out here with no way of controlling, with no way of continuing your adventure, can I? Where's the Christmas spirit in that? 
Oh, thank you. But how on earth are we going to cross this river? You said there's no crossing for miles. Lucky for you, Camp Young Jordan. I've got my tools with me. Give me five minutes and I'll knock a few bits of timber down frontwards and I'll whip up a bridge for you in no time. You have my word. I might have to give you a quote, but don't worry about that. Best be quick about it. My little flower pot's not one for waiting like. Did I tell you he's a bit of a beast? Last time I came home late, I could barely sit down for a week. Mikey gets down hard and fast to build a bridge for our two heroes to cross the raging river and continue on their journey north. Scene 6. Skegness. Morning is starting to break across the British Isles, and our team of intrepid explorers are using only their intuition and a sense of urgency to guide them on their journey. However, something starts to feel amiss. Surely if they were heading in the right direction to the North Pole, it would be getting colder. But as the boys venture onwards, they can feel the temperature get warmer and warmer. Almost tropical. Oh, look, Jolt! Look! In the distance there! It's Skegness! Oh, who'd have thought there were so many sandy beaches and palm trees here? All I can see is pasty Brits on the beach posing for thirst traps. They really have no shame. The boys take a moment to enjoy the sights when suddenly they hear a terrifying noise from behind them. <laughs> well! Well! Look what we have here! You boys are a long way home, aren't you? What are you doing here? That is the worst you've actually done it. <laughs> oh, Jonathan Vernon, Spencer Hills, Matthew Smith. We're on a mission to reach the North Pole and find the magical potato peeler to save Christmas for everyone. The North Pole! <laughs> I've never heard anything so bad there's nothing but sea between here and the North Pole. Oh, I guess we're going to need a boat then. Well, lucky. Would have it. I actually have my own boat. But I don't just give them away willy-nilly. You're going to have to answer one of my famous Radio Three Counties question to win one. Here's Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> and then off the back of Madonna, he goes, oh, poor old Madonna. Poor old Madonna. It's late morning now, and it's really starting to heat up in Skegness. Our companions know they're running out of time to get the magical potato peeler back to Vicky in time to save Christmas. They run on to the Contessa 2 and push it full throttle towards the North Pole. Scene 7, the North Pole. With the sun high in the sky, the boys arrive at a stark white, freezing cold North Pole. They step off the boat and survey their barren surroundings. Nothing is in sight. They stand for a moment, perplexed as to what to do next, when faint footsteps crunching their way through the snow towards them. An authoritative and powerful figure in shorts appears. It can only be one person. Hello, boys. What are you doing down here? Who's caught his jacket? Oh, Chairman Emeritus Stew, thank God we've found you. We've come all the way to the North Pole looking for a magical potato peeler to save Christmas. Do you know where it is? I know where it is. Uh, you see those two houses on the hill? The third one is mine. And this whole North Pole is mine. And the magical potato peeler... <clears throat> I'm going a bit Tom Jones now, I am, so I am. <clears throat> and the magical potato peeler is mine as well, you see. 
so you can't have it. And I'll have no more said about it. Who's caught is that jacket? Am I ready to... <laughs> Am I ready to... <laughs> Our heroes... Can't do when he's in the <laughs> Our heroes seem to have finally met their match, but in a moment of sheer panic, Camp Young Jordan flies into a feral rage and chucks the first thing from his bag onto the floor. A loud shattering fills the air, like glass hitting ice. They all look down in horror as the odour minge starts to seep outwards, emanating a ghastly odour that brings tears to the eyes of all that whiff it. Stu is overcome with horror at the smell and runs away screaming not even to look backwards towards Camp Young Jordan and Diego as they too run away in the opposite direction. Oh, well, I guess that's it, Diego. We've not found the magical potato peeler. Christmas is ruined. Oh, I'm sorry, babes. I really am awful. We do, you know, babes. I really did. I guess we just should. Oh, hang on a second. What's that over there? In the distance, a huge candy cane sticks out of the snow there in America. Its presence is otherworldly, magical. The boys approach it. What do you think it is, babes? Let me give it a sniff. So dog sniff. Is it? <laughs> oh! Just give a little piss up the side of it. That's what I usually do when I see a big pole. <laughs> no, Diego, don't. It must have something to do with a magical potato peeler. I just know it. Suddenly, Camp Young Jordan feels something throbbing in his sack. He plunges a hand in and pulls out the Clone A Willy. It's pulsating hard in his hand, lifelike veins pumping along its shaft. Jack, do you want to talk to anyone about this? Uh, its bulbous head throbs with excitement every time it's pointed towards the North Pole. Look, babes! There's a hole in the North Pole! Oh, I'm a poet and I didn't know it. What am I like? What should we do, babes? Should we stick it in the hole? Oh, oh, I'm holding the clone, Willy. Has this been... Has that been done? No. No, okay, fine. How should I know? I've never stuck a... How should I know I've never stuck a Willy in a hole before? Oh, this is fiction. The mere thought of it makes me want to bring up my picky tea. All you have to, babes, it's the only way to save Christmas, babes. You've really got to do it. Come on, Camp Young Jordan. Camp Young Jordan nervously approaches the hole in the pole, places the tip of the willy in the opening and plunges the shaft deep inside. You're right, Jack. For a moment, nothing. Then the pole starts to shake with excitement, growing with anticipation and climaxing with a shower of snow bursting from the top of the North Pole as the boys wipe the... As the boys wipe their chins clean, they see that in place of the pole lies a glowing object. Look, babes, it's the magical potato peeler. I can't believe it. Christmas is saved. Oh, it really is. But wait, how are we going to get back in time? It must be nearly dinner time and we're stuck in the North Pole. I like how you changed dinner time to lunchtime. Thank you, I was being common. Don't you worry about that, babes. I'm a magical companion. I can fly us home to Burnley in a jiffy. You can fly? <laughs> then why didn't you fly us here in the first place, you daft dog? Well, where would the fun in that be? Now stop being a little bitch and jump on my back. We've got Christmas to save. Scene 8, Burnley. And so Camp Young Jordan and Diego flew through the sky and returned to Burnley where they presented Vicky with the most incredible magic potato peeler she had ever seen. Her Christmas dinner was saved and everyone in the town was spared the endless horror of her moaning about it for all eternity. Wonder! 
I've got me potato peeler! The boys returned to Jordan's house where the smell of Wendy's cooking filled the air. Oh, thanks so much, Diego. I couldn't have done this without you. Don't mention it, babes. I'm right, old lass. Do you know, it's just good to get out of the air for a bit. Do you know what I mean? My daddy goes a bit doolally over Christmas. Dresses me up in all sorts of funny outfits, he does, silly bugger. Shame he's pissed off to South America now, though. <laughs> Would you like to join us for Christmas dinner? I can't, babes. I've got to get back before my daddy realises I'm not there and gets in a right tizzy. He can't sleep without me next to him, you know what I mean? He's very needy, babes. Okay, I'll understand. I'll miss you. Don't be all soppy now, you soppy sod, but I'll miss you too. Merry Christmas, Diego. Merry Christmas, babes. Merry Christmas, everybody. A round of applause. Well, that was lovely. <laughs> well, if you, man, that was Jack. That was very, very creative. Jump Cut Jack wrote that for us. So thank yes. you very much. That was Do great. you want to keep these scripts for your therapy sessions, Jack, at all? Would um, you like to take those can, in? Yeah. Can we just summarise? So they went, they had to go on a mission to get the magical potato peeler, didn't they? Yes. And it ended up being inside a clone of Willy. Who Who'd knew? Who'd have thought? That was really Because you don't Jack. want to confuse a clone of Willy and a potato peeler up. You don't want to, you know, mix them up, do oh, you? God, no. You'd be circumcised, wouldn't you? Yeah. Circumcised. Circumcised? Sized. Well, not up your bum or your... Anyway. Elsewhere. Um, that was great. Look, if you managed to follow that... <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> and if you didn't, have a gin it, and a bonnet and then go back and listen yeah, again. Yeah, it was a great script. It was just terrible acting in parts by us, I think. Yes. Yeah. Who The, the reality of all the accents that you do, are they all very camp? Not With the really. exception of Mikey, perhaps. Yeah, Stu... Anyway, Gene Divas, we will be back with you on Christmas Day for a special awards ceremony. Thank you very much for listening to our bonus podcast panto episode today. Um, we wish you a wonderful Christmas. See you on Christmas Day. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.